And we're back. We're ready. We're here. It's debatable. Yes. It's we're back. We came back. Allegedly. Allegedly. From the movie. <laughs> Welcome to another uh, review episode of Let's Discuss. As you've already guessed, we're discussing Terminator. Dark Fate. It was very dark. The fate. The fate know. was dark. The title was ah, but I then, expected more darkness. But then I took off my shades. Did you not see brighter. the chrome painting on the, the new Terminator? That was total dark paint. <laughs> yeah. That was jet black. Yeah. Nah, he just antiqued. They were the using chrome. the new the new black black. Total black paint. Futuristically. Black so on black is a little matchy matchy. It's a little matchy matchy, yeah. Is he did, did, well, the, I don't know. Okay. That just brings up so many questions about what it actually even does. So let's go ahead and jump into it then. Let's just jump in. And that. we're in. So uh, let's go ahead Feet and go first. around and we'll uh, introduce ourselves and then also let's do this. Let's pick one thing you liked about the movie mm -hmm. and one thing you didn't like about the movie as you introduce yourself. But introduce yourself first, Dan. Yes. We'll start right. on the left. So, I'm Dan. And one thing I liked about the movie was they did a good job of letting Arnold be the Terminator. There was another guy that acted like a Terminator, too. And he seemed more like a spirit of vengeance. I see what though. you did there. Terminator 2, T2. <laughs> yeah. He did kind of act like a Terminator 2, but he had, that was my least favorite part, was he had the weird skeleton thing. that It just didn't make sense to me. <clears throat> well, I'm Tony. I really, really, and to be fair to the movie, I'm going to try to be as honest as possible. I liked some of the action sequences uh, with Mackenzie Davis doing an excellent job uh, throughout the action sequences as the, mm -hmm. the new Rev-9 Terminator model was being the alternate for her. The, some of the things they did were just breathtaking. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, my least favorite thing was probably... Since you brought up the, the nano skin that doesn't make sense, I'm going to pick something else, and I'm going to make that the new plot device. Okay, so when I say that, I mean like the new chosen one slash future loophole that they've created that there's no getting out of unless they kill her like they did John Connor. Um she just didn't make sense to me, and within the time frame of a day, became a uh, all-knowing, all-courageous rebellion leader for mankind that had no fear at all. Didn't go into shock once. Didn't uh, have any problem adjusting to the new reality she was in. Just boom! Oh, my brother and my father are dead. I've cried about it once. Let's move on. Start killing stuff. Didn't make sense to me. To be fair. 
there was a little bit of travel time in there. It, that I think yeah. They okay. It takes Marines three months to get even close to being worthy of holding a gun and shooting it. She takes a gigantic battle rifle that I've never even seen before. <laughs> and just because she got mad, was able to aim and do it without recoil every single time. But it was good therapy. And she was shown how to hold into yeah, her shoulder. Well, yeah, Linda Hamilton just shoved it right into her shoulder. So that takes away recoil. And we have not allowed the last. Yeah, let's, our, let, uh, let's let the, the final last introduction two occur. Yeah. People to introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Ronnie. So the. Uh, Hi, Ronnie. Get to the chopper. So my favorite part of the movie were those great tips about draperies. Draperies. The yes. draperies. Do, remember, do not use solid for babies. No, you've got to pick something. Maybe balloons and dragonflies, butterflies, something. Exactly. That was a funny part. Uh, no, uh, seriously. <laughs> my uh, favorite part of the movie, it's, it, it was definitely how... Yes. Uh, that was his favorite part of the movie. <laughs> yes, that was my favorite part, was the, uh, the phone going off in the theater. Uh... Oh, that happened to y'all too? You didn't have the same people sitting in the theater with you that we did. Oh, no, no, no. no. It was oh, lucky he got back up again. Oh, my goodness. He's starting to annoy me. I'm sorry. Did you come to see a Terminator movie and not assume that was an unkillable robot trying to kill everyone? <laughs> but no, I digress. Uh, the latest... Or, good Lord, I can't speak today. My favorite part of the movie, uh, what I most enjoyed, was probably uh, just... The Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator Carl. Like, I love seeing how he found purpose in protecting other people and actually yeah. started to emulate more humanity, which were they were trying to prove in Terminator 2 was like, you know, the whole like AI trying to become human type thing. But he programmed, he was programmed to be that nice. Yeah. And T2 Terminator was, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because John Connor made him that way. But this John Connor. Or this timeline, John Connor didn't have a chance to train him. Yeah, this right. one was, yeah. Because um, no one wanted to see Edward Furlong all grown up being John Connor, so they just shot and killed him. That was sad. As a um, CGI. So I think the thing that I most disliked about the movie was uh, you just... I'm not really too keen on Legion. And that, and like y'all are saying about like the Rev-9, like the skeletal thing or something like that, it's, in the future, they were just manites. The, the, all the sci-fi weaponry was gone. There's like no plasma rifles or anything like well, that. At parts of it, they had it, and at parts of it, they didn't. Well, the beginning of the movie, the plasma <laughs> rifles, that was from John Connor future, not Dave. Danny? God, I already forgot her name. Danny's, uh, that's a problem. Danielle Ramos. Thank you, Danielle Ramos. The new voice of a movement. I just what? didn't like her future, if that makes any sense. I just, I don't know. It's It lost all the science fiction thing, and it turned more into more realistic nanites. And I'm like, you know, I would like to see a little bit more of the they fantastical stuff, of plasma weapons. The humans still had beam weapons and stuff. Oh, no, those were... Those are just uh, bullet weapons. Yeah, they seem to have some advancement to them, but they're yeah. they're like rail yeah. guns. I mean, yes, yeah. a rail gun works. It can kill a, a transformer that combines into a giant transformer and climbs pyramids. Yeah, I can. I've seen it happen. Yeah, I know. Me too. I was in the middle of some pyramids with a guy named Dan. I mean, 
I don't know why you would use keep bringing that up when you have a robot that's designed to just kamikaze and then make a huge explosion. Yeah, you don't need a plasma weapons. When you can that's true. That. The kamikaze bots were kind of a so, neater function because it makes sense. Basically, mm -hmm. a bunker buster. Right. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So. Maybe they uh, went differently in this future with the fact of like, yeah, uh, that timeline used uh, plasma weapons, so <clears throat> that we're going more practical. I mean, after all, these robots are enslaved. Tell us what Sir you really feel, bots. Scott. Um, let's see. The good thing I liked about it, seeing the, uh, the old actors come back, um, res uh, reprising their roles, you know, well... Kind of reprising the roles. Right. <laughs> Not quite their original well, roles. At least two of them reprising the roles. Now, one of them didn't make it past his role, but still. There were three. Edward Furlong was there. He voiced himself, I think. He did. Did he? Yeah. 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 Okay. That's how so, much he has not like changed. That. And for instance, he's still 12 years old. He still is. He's just a fat, hairy, alcoholic 12-year-old. I liked uh, the actual yeah, surprise the Home Alone. That was really great. I liked that. And I liked it when they did that with the Halloween series. Yeah. That actually, you know, seeing how, uh, you know, long ago the series started, seeing them kind of like take that next step with it, you know, like the older version of the character. Yeah. It's like it, it brings me more into wanting to see the next installment versus, you know, just because you know, something else. And I'll save that for a minute. Uh, so, again, on that note, though, I'm glad they didn't change out the actors or actress with somebody else and then gave them the same name. Right. I'm glad yeah. they didn't pull that card. Yeah. Because that has happened before and that would have been very disappointing. So, now. What I didn't like about it. Everything else. More specifically, <laughs> you, you've already hit on a couple of things. <clears throat> you hit on the uh, the robot that didn't make much sense to me. Um, and I didn't even think about the plasma weaponry because I was just so focused on stuff going boom. I didn't even notice that's, that they weren't using plasma uh, weapons. In part the of the movie I thought was in a Michael Bay film. There was explosions everywhere. There were lots of explosions. Their drones did the same thing that happened in Angel Has Fallen against Morgan Freeman's president. <laughs> well, there was that oh, drone, then the other drones that exploded, and then that other thing that exploded, the cars. Oh, Hunter Killer, or the drones we have in the air right now, I didn't realize they were that explosive. They apparently are, just like if you take an old beat-up truck and run it into another old beat-up truck, they instantly explode. Well, that's because the gas tanks are faulty. Ah, okay. Kinetic <laughs> energy. Yeah. There you go. Gambit was secretly driving both of those trucks. Oh, okay. Now I know. Um, but anyways, my, more specifically, the one part I did not like um, about the movie was how... They went a different direction with a different future of it, but they still try to tie it into the old timeline at the same time. And they got real confusing and kind of it drew me out of it because it's like, well, if we're going to go with a brand new kind of direction with it, that's great. Let's do that. But let's find a different way to tie it in without actually 
using these specific characters, you know, and having reprised their roles to start a new direction of the series. I thought having Carl track all of the turn back. And apparently they have the same time travel signature, even though it looks different and aim as well. That bothered me a lot. People from the future, computers from the future can't aim. Well, Legion doesn't seem to know how to aim the time device. Because she said every two years they appear above a bridge and fall. Yeah. And I killed them. We should probably have just... But if she's been killing them all the this time, this episode. that's another question. Yeah, we probably should have said that, but it is in the description. Oh, as long as it's in the description, it's safe. But the, this, this is yeah. another question that comes up. So if she's been, every two years, she's been killing off these things. That new future started when her son was killed. So these had been Rev 9s the whole time, or Rev 6s, or Rev 4s, whatever. All I'm saying is, is she's managed to kill them off every single time until this one. This one apparently was unkillable to her. Well, from what I understood of it, this that's that's a part that didn't make much sense either to me, is that for for twenty-two years, she's been doing this. Okay? And I'll get to that. That's one eleven terminators. Twenty two year gap. But from my understanding, this was the first time that the anomaly changed. So supposedly, from my understanding, all the other ones have been as they should have been. And then I guess we're going to go Legends of Tomorrow on this and say that the future cemented. <laughs> and then once it cemented, it basically brought in the new model. The new Rev 9. There's Legion things. I'm just going to say that's the theory that they're going with, from my understanding, is the fact that when you make so, an adjustment in time, it doesn't necessarily happen right away in the oh, future. What do you ripple, think, Ronnie? The ripple effect. It has to take I, time to cement. My theory so, on that... Oh, that's just what Is that... Uh, I was just thinking about this while you were talking about that. Is that the Terminators are already sent, but maybe Skynet had, you know, sent them in intervals, which it already happened in the future and it's already changed. But to Sarah Connor, they're just now appearing to her. Because the other future would have sent them anyway at mm-hmm. different time points. Oh, I think they did that in case, like, maybe the other Terminator well, that failed. That goes back to the other question of, who was their target then? I mean, their entire target from the It's because they, well, they were... What he's saying is, is, okay, so if they're sent from 2049 and each one of them walks as like a conveyor belt through a time machine, mm-hmm. that time machine auto-programmed them to show up in 1989, 1992, 1993, whatever. Like and so they're stuck in some weird little TARDIS space, right, where they're just jumbling around because time's weird oh, where they poke straight through... Well, they poke straight through to the time they were sent to. So even though their future no longer existed, yeah. there had no more purpose. John Connor was dead and Skynet was dead. All of these things no longer existed. They just poked through in the fabric of time space where they were originally programmed to be. That would work if T2 and T3 didn't exist, though. A lot of things would work if T2 and T3 didn't exist. Because Terminator 2, they, he specifically sent the Terminator back, John Connor did, back because Skynet at that time sent a Terminator. So he couldn't, the Skynet didn't send them ahead of time. Sent them at that time when the first one failed. Which they kind of tried to show us the beginnings of that in that Terminator Salvation, but not really. Yeah. Somewhat. 
It's just another one of those things where Christian Bale tries to make somebody seem a little bit scarier than he is, but I don't it know. could have been the last-ditch effort by Skynet to send back all the Terminators throughout time, kill the dinosaurs, kill the people, kill the cavemen. They can't kill, kill all of them because then they don't exist. They have to have somebody create them or else True. they don't exist. They have to have their progenitor. They don't have to have the psycho killer that tries to kill them through the future, that, which is John Connor. That's a very interesting way they're doing the time as well with the fact of that a model of a Terminator still exists in time, even though its future, the thing that created it, never existed. Usually... You know, when you have those scenarios, they... Uncreate themselves. Well, they just do... Because there's nothing that created them to begin that, with. That depends on what version what of time would, travel you what think What would of. Bruce Banner think about well, this time? It was an interesting version. Of, and it makes it even more complicated. And I like Avenger-style time travel, to be because, honest. I can yeah. actually understand that. Carl being around created another branch. Yeah. It simplified it all. Carl being around created another branch. And... Bruce Banner forgot to snap him out of existence. Let's be simple about it. They thought it would be cool to see a Terminator T-800 who called himself a T-101 go up against <laughs> a new Rev-9 with a synthetic body system that didn't make sense. Because if I remember correctly from the original Terminator movies, there was a dual purpose to the Terminators having the, synthesis, the, the synthetic skin. One was infiltration. And they got really good at it to where the dogs couldn't even sense them. Okay. The other point proven was that they could not travel through time in their skeletal form. Mm. They had to have the bioorganic film on top of Which them. Which is why they had Wait. why everybody traveled naked. Right. And couldn't carry weapons with them. Unless right. You are the weapon. Yeah. Now, that being said, brings up the question of the T one thousand. He was able to travel through time without bioorganic skin. So maybe the Rev-9 had to have the nano skin in order to travel through time. But past that point, that nanite skin, the nanite skin did not make sense as they were using it. It was just to present a skeleton at the same time as the other guy. But there was no weakness from them being apart from each other. There was no reason for them to be together, but they constantly did get together. Video game logic says that when they split, they They're should weaker. have half the health bars. Right. Well, see, and like I thought, like the whole time that happened, I was, I almost screamed at the screen, oh my God, killed the skeleton, then you killed the nanites, because it's probably the control center. Well, but see, I think that the nanites were the brain functions for the skeleton because the skeleton didn't have a CPU unit, just missing head. So he had half a head, so I thought that was the case until he actually, at the end of the movie, we see that the superheat killed the nanite part of him, but the skeletal part was still working as a CPU unit. It should have just kept superheating because that worked out pretty well. That did work yeah, out very well. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. And if I remember, it's like... That worked out pretty well in the second one. Why didn't Linda Hamilton just say, let's well. drive to a freaking melting plant? <laughs> I know how it, to deal with this. Yeah. We just throw them into the smelting pot and we'll be good. <laughs> because um, then you wouldn't have had this movie. No. The other interesting yeah. <laughs> thing was the fact that she took the power core 
and stabbed him in the eye with it for no real good reason because there's nothing in that head. Right. You should have just went for the easy part. The, the large area. Well, no, she, she no. This is one thing that Grace said because Grace is the actual saving grace of this whole movie, in my opinion. Okay, it's the first super soldier from the future that we got to see. She was better than Kyle Reese. Uh, she was way well, prettier than Kyle amazing. Reese. She that's, was taller uh, than Kyle Reese. The second bar is true. Yeah. <laughs> so she was tall. She was pretty. She was fast, intimidating, cool, cool cybernetic scars everywhere. I kind of like that get up that was going on. I didn't. There were a few things that were out of context with it, but it was pretty cool. Okay, and then like even the chain that she was using against Ghost Rider. I mean, um, Rev Nine. That, that was cool. Was really freaking cool. Yeah. So for aesthetic appeal, I think that you're always going to get with James Cameron when you get like these aesthetic appeals. It's like, okay, this is going to look cool to you in the moment. When you think too hard about it. My story never makes sense, but this looks cool in the moment. The one thing that bugged me about the scars were the little rivets. Those were like injection over. points or whatever. That were at the meeting points. Uh -huh. Like they were there to hold the four corners together. I don't feel like that's what I saw. I saw that when they were putting her down for the surgery and this huge injection needle was coming in, that's what those points are. Because it looked like, to me, they had peeled her skin back, uh -huh. put the nano-whatever under it, the nano-carbon nano-mesh mesh underneath it, and then laid it back down and riveted it in place. You've been watching too many leather movies. Okay, leather <laughs> leather video tutorials. It's not rivets. Yes. It looked like injection points where they were pouring in, kind of like with Wolverine, but she doesn't material. have the healing factor. So the, mm. the synthetic material was poured in underneath, and those slit points were where they had to open up to put in different mechanics. So Which, they put in the mechanics, then they inject in the material to take form over it. The nano. Okay. Speaking of which, I will say about that, um, I would have found her character to be more interesting if she was the actual prototype for that. Right. Which, yeah. As they stay in the movie, she was not. Right. Because she already knew about the program and you know, but assumed that there were others. So sanctioned herself to it. Right. But now, it was if still she was experimental like the, because she had to actually... Uh, I yeah, volunteer. But, okay. Wolverine was experimental. Yeah. And he was the prototype. He was, yeah, true. Oh, he was the 10th attempt. Oh, uh, no, but he was a prototype of that form. So, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Hold on. He's the prototype. He is the 10th weapon program. Okay, so he's weapon 10, but he's the first one with the adamantium bonding process. So he's the prototype of that form. Exactly. Nuke, the guy that took all the, the steroid pills, was a weapon program. He was like weapon six. Okay. But he didn't have adamantium or any of that stuff. Right. So the weapons program kept on going. Gotcha. Captain America being the first one. Okay. But each time they would scrap a program and start a new version of it, that's a new prototype. And to me, if that was more of the background of a character, I think it would have kind of uh, hit home a little bit better with it. There the were two sentences in this movie that ruined her story. That one where she says, I volunteer, which they could have just, she woke up and they said, we've made you into something. Okay, that would have been cool. The other sentence, 
I'm going to make sure that she never sacrifices herself for me again. You basically just only threw in that one sentence to try and say <laughs> this movie didn't become a huge loop. A looper. It's a, it's a time loop. I have to be raised by Linda Hamilton in order to go find this girl, in order to be badass enough, or sorry, bad butt enough, whatever, um, to be cool enough to train her. Oh, it was amazing. But um, anyway, notwithstanding. I can neither confirm Daniel's or deny. Audience. Yeah. But she trains her so that she'll be a soldier, but then it isn't around her a whole bunch. Until she's carrying her from a helicopter, gets blown up to become the cyborg so that she can be sent back in time to save her and introduce her to Linda Hamilton. It's a loop that without them doing the loop, there is no story. Yeah. They have to have a story that goes without the time travel, oh. but then the time travel is introduced as components to it. That's almost as bad as the Flash series with Savitar. That is almost the as runoff berry as that, and making sense. But this is why I stopped trying to think too hard about these things and just enjoy them. <laughs> you can enjoy it if you want to enjoy it, but the, at the same time, what what can give true enjoyment, like Judgment Day, gave true enjoyment because when they spoke during Judgment Day, they acknowledged the time loop. Mm -hmm. They acknowledged destroying the time loop. They acknowledged what they were doing to uncreate the future. The Terminator itself acknowledged that it wouldn't be existent without the future. There were so many things in Terminator Judgment Day that actually solidified actual plot points mm -hmm. and tried to resolve them. Yeah. And then in Terminator 3, his whole purpose of being there, the Terminator, was to allow the future to happen. You know? Terminator 3, well, I mean, this is a sequel to Terminator 2, not 3. 3 oh. does things. But Dan actually had an idea when we were leaving the theater that says that that's wrong. Linda Hamilton sent back this Carl Terminator to destroy John Connor because John Connor becomes Skynet in Genesis, and that's the only way to uncreate the loop of the original story. So it's actually her choice that he dies. That'd be interesting. That'd be really... Right. What if... Um, Kyle Reese actually exists in this universe now. I already brought that up. It's a little <laughs> gamey. It's a little gamey. It's going to be chewy, but catch this, okay? And just chew on it for a minute. Okay, so Linda Hamilton may be... I mean, uh, uh, Sarah Connor may be 63... But she's still very agile. She's in great shape. Can <laughs> swim like a champ. Okay. She goes out. She finds a now seventeen, maybe eighteen year old Kyle Reese, and she can have John Connor again. John Connor can still exist. The genetic makeup is there. It's not not there. It just means that he exists in a new way, <laughs> right? Because the way he existed before was wrong. I was talking about Michael Bean. Nope. Nope. I nope. I'm talking about Kyle Reese actually is alive. If she's 63 years old now, he is a teenager. Because in that timeline, like in Terminator Salvation, he's there. He's a teenager. He exists. So therefore, Sarah Connor can go find the love of her life, help raise him the rest of the way in homeschool or something, and then have a child with him, which would become John Connor, 
which would then eventually explain the original timeline existing without the loop. That's it. I want to see the Kyle Reese Chronicles. Kyle Reese Chronicles <laughs> running away from some old lady that won't leave him alone. <laughs> Come here! I Come here, you. Kyle Reese! I love you! I get drunk every night thinking about you! So, I got a couple questions. <coughs> I want to pass around. That did raise a couple questions, yes. Not about that. <laughs> First, I want to see what you guys thought are on um, the new um, effect from the uh, from the transport, you know, when they're transported through time, how it throws over. Yeah, not the missing though. What are your thoughts on that? It feels like they were doing a different form of time travel to a degree. Which might explain why the computer can't aim, because I guess Frost clouds up the aiming circuits or something. But I couldn't figure out why it needed to be Frost. Yeah, versus like super. Like I was trying to think of yeah, because the original superheated from the electricity and the friction of all of the air molecules being shoved away. This. Everything started freezing, but they still fell straight through. Like the one that formed in a bridge, like in the middle of a bridge. Uh, but see, they didn't fall straight through immediately. So there were different elements to it because when, okay, the stasis bubble would occur. Yeah. There was lightning that was still to it. The freezing preluded everything. So there was like freezing, stasis bubble, Melting because that obviously had to happen to make that hole in the bridge. Unless they were actually creating a vacuum. That's what I'm saying. Like, so the initial effect where all that freezing happens, it's almost like a bubble of space time is being drawn in to create space for this new thing that's going to be there. So as it's drawing in, it's creating like a vacuum, like you're saying, which would be super cooled which would create a, fee- a freezing effect on everything cool. around it. And then as they emerge, that bubble and the electricity happens, there was melting to the bridge. The point I was going to get to, though, there was no rubble from that bridge. Like, right, it whole, melted out. It didn't melt anything. It just disappeared. <gasps> or it didn't so disappear. So it got sent to the future. It's equivalent exchange. They, they took what was there... Which is why they keep dropping them from air, because the air is less destructive on the other end than, oh, there's a bunch of bridge rubble now in our workshop. Or maybe if you're the robots don't want to clean to hit one point in the entire world at a specific time. Which with Nightcrawler's teleportation, we know you can't do. Accurate. Yeah, because the world's moving. For Doctor Who, it's not accurate. Yeah, but Skynet could do it. So. Conceivably, Legion should be able to. Legion couldn't even freaking kill one person. It's in a murder bot that couldn't even murder. To be fair, it couldn't kill them in the future no. either. They sent a murder bot that didn't know how to use any weapons larger than a rifle. To he be fair. flew a plane, a C-130, that could have been equipped with air cannons and all sorts of automated weaponry. And what does he do? He kicks out the windshield and starts shooting with a rifle. To be fair, Explain though, it to me. Why? In Why? the future, Legion is trying to kill the commander. <coughs> Can't get it done. 
with Explodibots and Octobots because one person held them off until reinforcements were, were able to open a hey, gate. There were several. I just like to point out that the old man and chick knew how to go for the head. She did. And the murder bot didn't. Murder bot had problems. But I think that maybe, maybe the murder bot had problems because one murder bot it. was going, let's do this. And this murder bot skeleton underneath <laughs> was like, no, let's not do that. And then the murder bot on top is like, we are Legion. And the one on the bottom is like, I'm going to run off a cliff with you. And then Professor X's son. <gasps> Dan Stevens. That would have been Dan better. Dan Stevens. If he actually replicated himself in that liquid form, that would have been better for Legion. That would have been cool, but like each one is like a little less, right? So as he replicates, maybe he heals back a little slower, or a piece will be missing, like Iron Man's armor right. in Infinity War. It doesn't just constantly resupply itself. Eventually it runs out. That's not what I pictured when y'all said that, and he says a little less. I was picturing the Russian doll. Oh. <laughs> The right. babushka dolls. They keep yeah. replicating, but they're shorter and shorter. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to kill you! Ah, we're Legion! That would be terrifying. You're going to die! Ah! Just That's a thousand shiny. little midgets. <laughs> and they just run around. But then they run back into each other and become the big one again. So, Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about the ice? Take that note for next one. What I think about the ice, um, after they talked about like how it's like bending space-time or something like that, it's like... Like an actual point of space, okay, but at the same time, um, I, it just didn't make sense to me. Uh, the whole ice thing, I guess, is going, oh, it's different. And I'm like, bruh, it's still the same time sphere. It's still superheated and everything around it, it's energy. You know, but I just, I, I just didn't understand it. Like, yeah. I don't know why, like, it's freezing, like, in front of it. It's like, oh, that's neat. I mean, it's, aesthetically it's nice, but it didn't make any sense. I think, to me, I, I agree with that, is the fact that I think it was just all aesthetics. I think it was one of the clues from the beginning, showing that it was a different future, yeah. was with the ice. It's like one of those clues that they drop in there, you know? And I think that's one of the things. Also, the other second one was the uh, augmented soldier. I think that was another clue yeah. of showing a different future, you know? Um, so... I think that's pretty much all it was. Now, if there is some kind of explanation for it, like, I would like to hear that. But well, I'm like, to we're to Ronnie. I'm like, it just looks cool. We're going to need the professor to show up and explain this to us. We're going to need yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. A second movie. That's what I need right oh. now. With Kyle Reese. Being Actually, stalked by an old woman. Speaking of him, that's my next question I want to go around and ask you guys. Okay? All the Terminator movies. Every single one of them. All right. Which one is your favorite good guy that went back in time to, you know, save whoever it was in that movie? Hmm. Not counting salvation because there was no time travel there. Right. Um, I think I'm going to go with Terminator 2 and. Actual T-800. Programmed by John Connor? Yeah. Why is that? It just felt right at the time to send basically 
the scariest thing that he could think of back in time to defend him from the new scariest thing he could think of. Basically, my monsters have now become part of me. And for me as a kid, that that actually resonated pretty well. So that was one of my favorites of all time. And just seeing them now go with Carl shows that it resonated with a lot of people. What about you, Tony? I think, well, just agreeing with you there, I think that everybody does like the T-800 the most as far as it used to be the thing I was afraid of. Now it's the thing that actually works in my favor, so that takes some of the fear away. You've got the coolest monster you can think of fighting this new Uzi thing yeah. that's running around everywhere like uh, the Silver Surfer on and on steroids. Um, honestly, looking at it objectively, though, um, I really appreciated this Grace person. I appreciated it. I appreciated the, the enhanced soldier aspect of it. Kyle Reese, like when I was a little kid watching the original Terminator, I always felt really bad for him all the time. He was getting more banged up than Linda Hamilton was. He was doing less effectiveness than she was. I mean, it, ultimately, he was just there to be a meat shield and to inform her that she was who she was and to provide his um, part of the genetic makeup for John Connor. So yeah. that was the only reason I feel like he was there in that movie. I didn't appreciate Michael Bean that much in that as a hero. Um, T-800 was really cool in the day because there's the little kid being protected by the giant robot <laughs> awesome guy. Um, but something about this augmented soldier who only steals clothes from men, um, just, I really dug it. I really dug the way that she moved and the weakness aspect, like you'll overheat if you do too much. Yeah. And so there was a reason why she had to stop sometimes. It's like she moved with such grace. Yeah, but she just from the name of it to the look of her to the way that she pulled off some of the acting in the scenes, I just really liked her. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that Grace wins the gold cup. All right, for me, complete polar opposite from my friend here. Kyle Reese is actually my favorite. I recently just rewatched Terminator 1 a few weeks ago. And yeah, he did get banged up a lot, but he knew how to put the Terminator down as opposed to everybody else. Like, I mean, even in this new movie, they didn't know. It's like, oh, you just run from it. Was Kyle running from it? Yes, but he was trying to figure out a way to destroy it and find weapons here on this earth that would be able to match it. Yeah. You know, did anybody else do that? No, they're like, let's do that. Let's he, do this. He knew more about the model and how yeah. to fight against it than the um, augmented chick. Right. He went back yeah, and forth. Absolutely. Her, which, I'll give you that. Her her thing was just like, all you do is run. And it's like, okay, well, he's coming to you four times this movie in a matter <laughs> of days. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep running. You know, which, but it's like. Also, I'm a huge Michael Bean fan. It, so a little bit. She should know. And from Aliens, I liked him. From, and from her stuff. future, yeah. she should know. That running doesn't work. Yeah. Not to mention, that whole running thing, it just really kind of, it didn't go with her background. It didn't go mm -mm. with her character. No, no it didn't. Because the whole thing, reason why she joined the Resistance was because of Danny 
that said we need to fight these things, not run away from these things. Yeah, right. But then when you find Danny, let's run. Yeah. Yeah. Now there were definitely lines put in that movie that yeah. altered. They went directly against the grain of what was previously shown or stated. Yeah, absolutely. So that's true. I liked her when she first showed up all the way through the bridge thing. Obviously, you have to get her away at first because you have to get your ground. You have to figure out what's going on. Um, if she had known that she was looking for Sarah Connor, too, that would have been cool. But that would have taken away from them cussing at each other, I guess. Yeah. I love that. But. Uh, I mean. <clears throat> To a degree, I got that. The fact that she had the tattoo but didn't know who she was going to meet there either. Like, but the only reason she had that tattoo was because she had that tattoo. It's the loop. Okay, so her having that tattoo is how they knew where he was. Her having that tattoo is the only reason that Danny knew where that was. Danny knew where to send her because she does decide to send her back to save her own butt. Right. And she tattoos it on her. And now we go back to the Flash with Savitar. It really is a <laughs> loop. Savitar barely exists I'm sorry. until they Flash did it. his thing. But then somehow Savitar existed before Flash did his thing. And so now we go to Terminator and we're doing the same thing over again. It and is. It's, like, it's oh a weird. They open up too much of a weird so trickle effect on what these I'm stories. hearing is Bill and Ted said, "All right, we got to remember to put a tattoo on her before she goes into the past. Otherwise, she won't have no. a tattoo." Bill to and show Ted us. had it just uh, as right as the Avengers did. We have to remember to put these things back exactly where we found them. Yeah. Now, did Bill and Ted do that? No. They stated that they're supposed to, but then they took the princesses into the future to be rock gods. Well, they if. At some point, ostensibly in their timeline, you know, remembered to go back into the past and place those things where they needed to put them. They put all the other people back, just not the chicks. We need to bring McClay in this and a few others for a time travel discussion episode. We, we've done time travel we discussion do need to before, review, and it but not always is interesting. So What we, we need, need to do, do is we need to accumulate a list of time travel effect movies and review how those components affect those storylines, oh. what's bullshit, what, I mean, what's um, <laughs> BS and what's not. And then we can just hit the Doc <laughs> Brown button and reset that entire conversation. Yeah. All right. And now, do it again. Uh, Ronnie? We didn't say we were going to bring Sean, did we? <laughs> for mine, I would have to agree with you with Kyle Reese. He would be my, my because of what you already stated, that he, um, he kind of knew more, he was more yeah. prepared, like, when he got sent back into the future, he had a mission, he had a purpose, he put together a plan, and he enacted on it. You know, and that's why I, I think he was the best one uh, to me. You know, mm -hmm. now I will say, since he already said his, my second favorite one, I have to say, is the TA. Same, absolutely. Just I, I just like the whole concept of you take the first movie, the Saints hunting you, and then you take the second movie, and then you basically you flip the script. Yeah, you reprogram this thing to protect you. I just I like that concept. Well, but when we all saw Judgment Day, I'm pretty sure as children, it was shocking when he became the hero. When she first sees him and she starts yes. trying to run away from him and everything, and when we first see him and he's going towards John Connor, we're like, he's going to kill this kid. Like that's mm -hmm. his purpose. Mm -hmm. We didn't know that he wasn't. 
Whereas this one, every single thing that they, they sent to this time. Yeah. In in this news movie, it's like, we've got these huge plot twists for you that will not shock or surprise or astonish you at all. Yeah. They're, you know, it's like, oh, wait, it's not your child that's the savior. It's you. Right. You saw that coming. Because then guess what Linda Hamilton does? I don't need John Connor. I have you. You're John now. Yeah. So she made her her new purpose. Which has brought us all back to, loop it around again, Sarah Connor is the one who saves the future in all future versions of the future. Yeah. Yep. Sarah Connor Chronicles, all the Terminator movies, it's Sarah Connor who affects the future the most. So, but that's she, a whole other discussion, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Sarah Connor Chronicles oh, was a whole other. Amazing. <gasps> Ooh, can I pick River Tam now? I forgot about that. I want River Tam to be my favorite um, awesome person from the future. Well, next question. You have to remember her in-character name. The robot that was River Tam. Okay. Formerly known as River Tam. Well, allow it. <laughs> RRT. All right. Mm -hmm. So, my next one. Uh, before we go and close it out. Again, all the movies. Who is your favorite Terminator and why? Oh. Now, as in sent back to terminate. Assassinator. Not oh. protect, assassinate. Like, which one do I think is the most effective? Which one do you Just like which one's most? your favorite? And which one's your favorite? Which one's your favorite? Well, I, I'm partial to the one in T2 because that was the first the one T1 that I was thousand. like, that was the first one where I was like, dude, you can't kill this thing. He can literally dodge everything. The, the nanobite. Nanobots. The liquid mercury Terminator. Yeah. Because yeah. even yeah. at that yeah. time, yeah. we didn't understand nanobots. No. That wasn't a concept. No. I think I think in um, canon-wise, he like, is actually liquid metal. Yeah. yeah. I, I just always kind of headcanoned after my, after I learned what nanobots were. Yeah. I headcanoned him to nanobots. No, this new one was definitely nanobots. Yeah. But that one was definitely liquid metal. That was his True. thing. But there was there was a control unit in it that could move throughout it no matter what. So yeah. it doesn't matter. You'll never get the control. The only way was to superheat the whole thing to get that control unit. Yeah. But then you got the really cool monster effects scene like out of Stan Winston Studios where he's plopping out of the lava and there's this face and that yeah. face and all of these faces going through. That is why I'm going to also say T-1000 was my favorite of all time. I loved watching whoever that actor was. I can't remember his name. Robert Patrick. Him. Yeah. Watching him run, he looked scary. Mm -hmm. Like when he would put those blade hands out, and he's just like... And, and, and then his the blade hands became blade right. hands. Right. They did. He was uh, very... like He had very few lines in the entire movie. He did. Yeah. He did. And but he was really Which cool because he was the efficient. first one exactly. that you actually saw. Because the first one sent back, he just robs whoever doesn't care what image he presents and goes to kill shit stuff. Um, I'm focusing <laughs> here. Um, watched too much cussing in the movie last night. It wasn't PG thirteen. Sorry. Uh, but no, when when that one came back, it was the first time they presented the idea of the authority figure emulation mm -hmm. so he immediately becomes a cop or something of authority that this one totally ripped off from him yeah. so i'm going to be border patrol because we have to bring up that 
political statement, or I'm going to be uh, this cop that's mean to women because we got to bring up that political statement. There's too many political statements he in this movie that needed to be dropped, but I like the T-1000, so I'm going to go with that. The, the authority figure thing that he did because it made them scarier. Don't forget that the Rev-9 also was a father. Right, but it, it represents what you trust. You automatically put your faith in, and the point of that yeah. in the movie to me is that you're supposed to question authority rebel against authority because it may or may not be a murder bot from the future. You know, uh, that, that's I'll kind of how I live my life. <laughs> when I was little, I actually had a T-1000 toy. Yeah. That color changed. Oh, oh. I had the one that exploded. Now I had the one that you put him in the, the hot water. Yeah. And it was like the reddish color. And then if you put him in the cold water, he went to like a blue and uh, purple. I see. I had the one with like, he was a, he was a cop, like the motorcycle cop, and if you pushed a button, he would explode apart and have a missile launcher come out of him. So that was really cool. Oh. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I probably should never have seen Terminator 2 at that time. But at that age, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that right. was my favorite thing. I went in for surgery, and my mom rewarded me for getting through the surgery with two T-800s and a T-1000 toy. Nice. All right, so uh, my favorite was uh, the T-1000 as well. Uh, Dan, I'm going to challenge your thing as well. Uh, when you're talking about the new one turned into a father, well, the T-1000 turned into a mother. Yeah, there is that. authority figure. So, but uh, yeah, I think it, it was just the way he killed people was just mercilessly. I mean, it's... I mean, the new one, I mean, yeah, it was pretty terrifying what it could do and everything, the tendrils and everything, but yeah. we've already seen it. We've already seen this. It's just he's just doing more. Right. You know, extra yeah. things. That was my thing about the new, the, the newest Terminator to me did not bring anything new to the table. Except for the double thing, which I was like, wow, that's actually kind of terrifying. Well, I mean, but That had no purpose, apparently, at all. Well, if I mean, it had purpose, that'd be different. But that's like what it should have done. It's like the other one should have like cloaked or something like that and infiltrated and like hacked stuff or something while the other one protected it. I mean, dual purpose, something like you said. But yeah. anyways, back to what I was saying. The T-1000 just was, it was terrifying. I mean, it could literally get in anywhere. It could shapeshift into any shape. It was way more efficient than the Rev-9. Remember when he shapeshifted into the... Um the tile floor. Yes. It did take that a That was longer. cool when he killed the guy getting the coffee cup. Yeah. It yeah. did take T-1000 longer to walk through graded fences and stuff than it took him, well, the yeah, Rev-9. But, but that was because it was the skin. And the Rev-9 had his skeleton inside him while he was doing that. No. Uh -uh. The skeleton came off and went to do other things and get a helicopter for him. That's right. Yeah, that he didn't know how to use or as anything other than a double team for no apparent reason. <laughs> well, I mean, but it didn't help him. No, it never helped him that there were two of them. No. Yeah, that's crazy. It's because like, man, the team one thousand was way more efficient. That's okay. why I'm trying to figure out why. I, there's only one thing I can think of the reason why it was split. The only thing I can think of is that the liquid form was malleable, because if you remember in the film. Any time that it was separated from the skeleton, that's when it got torn to pieces. And the other time, you would start seeing the uh, skeleton right. as it's being hammered or whatever. And it would quickly heal to the so skeleton. So what I'm thinking is when he uh, saw the weaponry that they're using, he shifted his form 
to be malleable because he knows that even if you cut this into pieces, it's just going to reform. Yeah. But that's the only thing I can think of that's a utility of it. But the skeleton was indestructible by anything that they used. The liquid form was indestructible by anything that they used. So again, there's no real purpose for him to preserve the skeleton. Another thing, too, is they're looking for an EMP. Why not just drop them in a power plant and call it done? That much electricity flowing through them, that's going to fry a circuit. Even from the future. You or, have to prove that you had a connection. Better yet, call down those eagles, put Frodo on that eagle, go to Mordor, drop the ring, call it done. And had that, now see, had that major that she saw, the guy from the Air Force, the intelligence officer, had that actually been the son of the guy who created Skynet, the yes. one that she went to kill? Now, had that been the son that grew up to be in that program, that would have been a cool twist. That, yeah. would, have that would have been something I enjoyed because he would have gone 22 years living his life to make sure that they oh. had some way to defend themselves. It would have actually made sense. Yeah. Yes. I was, All see, right. I thought that was maybe him, but I couldn't remember his name. It wasn't him. Um, I don't think so. So, damn it. I mean, dang it. <laughs> Dang it, Danny. Uh, okay. You're going to have to go through and add <laughs> it's some... It's an adult movie we're reviewing. We're sorry. Explosion sound effects. It is a rated R movie. Actually, it's our first rated R movie to review. So. It is. It uh, is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're going right. to have to add in some explosion sound effects occasionally. I'll just make sure to... At this point, if you're listening, <laughs> you already know. <laughs> <laughs> this is an adult rated film. And we are going to give you spoilers. Okay, so... Uh, what? My Terminator. Going mm -hmm. down the list here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say murder by... The T-800 from the first one. Mm -hmm. I thought he was pretty pretty awesome. I mean... Just, oh, yeah. That is the definition of murder by. Yeah. He was effective in slaughtering. Oh. You know, Kyle Reese had the, uh, the tactics part that he was using to avoid him. He knew, I'm not going to take him down, but I'm going to slow him down. He like went Resident Evil on this with the friggin' mm -hmm. Mr. Uh, the Tyrant from uh, Resident Evil 2. The he kept program, showing up, yeah. and then every time you keep you know pumping lead into him, he falls onto the ground, knowing he's going to show up later on. But at least you put him down for the moment. Yeah. Same concept. But, I mean, he was straight up murder bot. He is the only one that killed an entire precinct of police officers. Yes. And mm -hmm. did not care. We've never seen any of the other... Now, they've always well, mentioned that the other ones could do it. This one. But he's the only one you ever right. watched do now, it. <laughs> the T-1000 was pretty cool in the fact that it had all these other capabilities. How it could uh, shapeshift itself to look like other people. Mm -hmm. You know, in addition to forming a weapon out of pretty much anything it wanted to. Use it as a spike. Yeah. And the fact that it had utility and that it could travel. That was pretty cool. And then, of course, uh, Genesis was the Nanite one. Um, that was... A cool little twist on it. I like that. That was pretty cool how his abilities worked and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go back and watch two, three. So Finbot had the one where she actually had the plasma. He was a close right? second Genesis, and then of course this one. He had promise. He looked cool. He had promise. I will say one thing I did like about him. I did like how he changed his. Uh, he was talking to people. Yeah, he changed his accent to. That's something I mentioned right after we came out of the movie. It yes. was, he he had to learn four different accents for this movie. He did it. And I think he did, that he did and a he great pulled job it off really well. on basically whoever he was talking to. He was talking he like He was them. mirroring them. He's mir exactly. He was infiltrating. 
Yeah. I wish he did more infiltrating and less trying to murder hobo stuff. Yeah. Well, he was better. But he would learn. He would learn after each statement. Everything he heard, he learned from. So that was cool. The actor did they a good job. They had some pretty good that. lines in there. Now, had they actually taken all of the previous forms and merged them together in one awesome murder bot, that would have been cool. Like the murder fembot from Terminator um, T3. T3. Yeah. Okay, what did she actually have that nobody else has ever had? A freaking plasma weapon. Yeah, I didn't, that came I out of her arm. So she formed it out of her arm, and she had the plasma weapon. So she actually brought something to the past that would make her viably one of the deadliest things there. Now, had this skeletal form had some sort of plasma effect, like it had an arm that could become a weapon or arm cannon, if it had come out of the skin and then formed into a real murder bot, like Transformer murder bot, yeah. that would have been really cool. And then the nanite thing, if it had gone off in like a plague storm, because realistically, what's the point? And of I told you all this last night, but Ronnie doesn't know. If he had turned into a Burger King worker, formed a little nanobot burger and then fed it to them because they would have been hungry she eats the murder bot burger and it kills her from the inside out like a flesh-eating virus story over why do that? didn't have to do any explosions well i mean that my thing is why do that when you've already seen a picture of the future and you've seen kamikaze box why not just have him just go nuclear he has a freaking power core in him yeah if the t-800 can create a nuclear explosion imagine what this thing can do and then just call it done. Maybe well, because I have no other purpose anyways because I'm a robot. Oh, too much but there would have been no confirmation. Stuff. You have to have kill confirmation. So you would have had to have another thing to know that that worked because otherwise your future's I'm uncreated anyway. I'm pretty certain that if you set off a nuke in this town... She would die. I'm just saying. Yeah, there's... I mean, she may or may not. Unless you're in a Lucasfilm and you get inside of a refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. But anyways, my to bring it all to what I'm that saying, works. my favorite Terminator is T3. Fembot. Okay. Yes. And Plasma the reason why is her. is because mm, she, to me, she was the most unique adversary out of all the Terminators because of her uh, loadout. She could control other machines, including the machine protecting. Right. She yeah, did do that. She yeah. was able to reprogram. You know. That's right. Yeah, in addition to the actually being equipped to be a murder bot. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. They don't really show T3. They do. Coffin. Machine gun. And by machine gun, I mean like actual minigun. <laughs> Man, that was like the coolest part of the whole movie. No, I mean, I haven't seen what a beat T3 to death with a coffin on TV. I see it all the time. I see T1 and 2 all I really, the time. I really liked uh, T3 because Skynet was already there and was already infiltrated. And they didn't know because they thought they were fighting a virus. But the virus oh, is itself that the was one Skynet. where they actually go and to she Skynet? she was there to make certain that Skynet continued. That's the one where they actually go to the facility that Skynet exists in. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I have seen it lately. Yeah. Okay. I just never... Okay, my only huge gripe when we saw the first movie and we saw the vision of the future and we see John Connor, John Connor looked so cool. Scarred face, general pose, like actual general, like an officer's pose. He had that complete uh, authority air around him. He looked like somebody that would be killing a whole bunch of machines. Every other John Connor that came after him has sucked. 
That's because Sarah succeeded at changing the Sorry. Picture. No, I'm sorry. Kid John Connor <laughs> sucked. He was a whiny baby. I did not like Edward Furlong that much. He was like my least part, favorite part of that movie just because of the high-pitched grill that he could make with his noise. Thank you. He was very annoying. Then you've got T3 with Midget John Connor. Midget John Connor was just depressing. How are you the future of mankind? Holy crud, man. I mean, uh, Go take care of yourself on a Monday to Friday plane and let the monkey fighters take John care Connor? of you. Huh? You're talking about the yellow bastard John Connor? Yeah. That John that Connor. That was the character he actually played in Sin City. That doesn't mean it's not a cuss word. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the bastard. Anyway, then you've got Christian Bale John Connor, which was my best hope out of all the movies that he was going to be cool. Where's Sarah? Yeah. Where's Sarah? Oh, I'm going to kill you. Okay. Thought he was going to be cool. But then what happens? He's not even the boss of the rebellion. He's bossed around the whole time. And he's like constantly not getting things done. I didn't like that John Connor. Then you've got Murderbot John Connor that... Who was he? I like the John Connor from yeah from Genesis. He's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. He was at least the least whiny looking one, but he's a murder bot. John Connor. Yes. and we knew this. Yeah. And that you should freaking trailer spoilers for oh, a movie that's Face really old up too. By the way, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, as soon as I saw the coordinates, I was like, I know where that's going. Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't have done that. They should have hid Arnold from the entire promo. Yeah. But they're not going to do that because but, Arnold's a drawing. Right. So let's go yeah. do this. Let's go ahead and give it a rating. How many murder bots are you going to give it with <laughs> five? Hmm. How many Terminators? Apparently one's not good enough. Through five? One through five. One through five. I give it a solid three and a half. So just the legs of that Terminator make it through the just, portal. Just the skeleton of that third Terminator. <laughs> Three and a half. It's the skeleton. It's the mini. It doesn't even have a seat. It's the, the mini replicant. Tournament. I'm here to kill you! <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll give it to Terminators. That was, I mean, it was for some of the scenes that i would watch again for for pleasure i would watch some of the scenes over again i would not watch the entire movie without reading a comic book at the same time or having something else on my mind then i would let it play in the background but certain scenes i would like to see again and i did appreciate the the character grace uh this one um now because i've had to think about the movie three and a half it was four and a half stars, but now it's three and a half. We're sorry we jaded you. No, it's completely fine. It's I wanted to think about the movie. Well, um, we made you put on your sunglasses. Yeah. That's something that Arnold I wouldn't even do. my sunglasses at night because my friends, my oh, friends man. don't like movies. All right. So me, I had to give it a three. Uh, just a three. Uh, it did have some pretty, pretty good scenes in it, you know, as far as action scenes go. There were some pretty funny scenes in there, too, with the drapes, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And also, like, I did like how the uh, Terminator did interact with the population, like I've stated before. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. However, one thing that really, really drew me out of the movie, there's 22 years from when John Connor was killed to where the movie takes place. And then when they meet up with Arnold, he states that he 
met this lady and her son short while after he murdered John Connor. But then when they showed his son, he does not look like he's 22. He looks like he's in his teens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that just kind of, it really drew me out of it. Because I'm like, oh my goodness. And then the whole calling the T-101 or whatever it is. And then you credit him in the movie as a T-800. A 101 (laughs) is a T-800. The 101 is the skin, the 800 is the endoskeleton, is what I've heard. Oh, okay. I'll huh. give you that. I always known him as a T-800. Isn't he a T-800 Same. Mortal Kombat? Uh, yeah, but they have like but the fighting the style. Is the Arnold skin. Yeah. So we're going to use one that nobody really even knows and put it in the movie. For the Easter egg for the true fans. That could work, but either way, all I'm saying is... I yeah. Y'all so, made me think about not that's having what plasma I'm, web. Oh, sorry. That's what uh, kind of drew me <laughs> out. So I have to give it a three. I just had to give three Terminators. And I just want to go back into why I gave it or dropped it down. A Terminator was or a Terminator. Yeah, and a half. I, math is not with me right now. Just like yeah, how plot was done in this movie. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, the plasma weapons. Just, I mean, again, I'm deprived of what I wanted to see from Terminator. All I've ever wanted to see ever since I was a little kid was a stupid future war. Hey, hold on. This is the new great thing. This was a Fox movie. Guess what it is now? Disney movie. It's a Disney movie now. So any future Terminators can have lightsabers attacking them. (gasps) Plasma swords! Yes! Danny and is a new Disney princess. She is. Don't and forget Alien and Predator as well. Alien and Predator exists now too. That means we might get the oh. uh, Alien versus Predator versus Terminator crossover. Right. And Robocop. We've already Give discussed the Arnold verse. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When he Before killed John Connor, he then lost purpose. So basically, he went wandering through a jungle, found a Predator, and killed it. Then after that, he was like, well, I'll go try to raise a child, which was Alyssa Milano. But then she was kidnapped, and he had to go commando to save her. And then after that, he was like, I should really change my profession. And so he became a kindergarten cop. And that was that first five years that mm-hmm. makes the kid young enough that he's in this movie as a 16 Let's not forget that he uh, thwarted another apocalypse, end of days. Yep. Terminator then- kills the devil. And then he had to go get that toy for his kid. Yeah. So, yeah. One thing I want to ask you, though. The Arnold verse. While the that's Arnold all verse. percolating in your mind. A, a multi, multi-Schwarzenegger. The girl that John Connor is flirting with 22 years ago. It's not possible, Danny. I'm still saying she could be Danny. If Danny possibly. was 50. <laughs> because they were... 12 in that movie? 12, 13? And she was 18, 22 years later? Yeah. That doesn't make math. It makes as much math as the 16-year-old, 22-year-old kid. We yeah. can say that there, when the Terminator saw thing as a passage of time, we could easily say six years to him was a moment. You saying that a 12-year-old becomes <laughs> a 18-year-old in 22 years Look, is not math. I just don't want them to Did waste a cameo. There's no math. I just don't want them nope. to waste a cameo That's of it. a kid. That explains it. She blipped. She blipped. She's a glitch. Could be. 
maybe cable carried her forward in time so that she'd be at the right time. She was he was keeping her safe in the future and then had to take her back into the past. Yeah. So that Messiah complex made sense. Yeah. That even made more sense than this movie made sense. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Mm -mm. No. The not even TV going in. No, my only thing is. Have you seen it? Why? I just. You haven't seen I'm trying it yet, to figure out why they had. I haven't watched it yet. I slept too much uh, during the evening. But this is my other thing. Linda Hamilton, you knew this was coming the whole time. You should have been prepared with some sort of electromagnetic weapon. You should have hired out a contractor to build you a T-800 Buster suit. And you should have climbed into that massive mech armor and just beat the crap out of him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Nobody's smart enough to create anything in this universe that actually looks like armor. That's insane to me. All their future people are just enhanced cyborgs. None of them have an exosuit. That's insane to me. But now we have a body that they even, can use even in as an example. No, and even in the Matrix, endosuit. Yeah, and that's the last thing. Is that they, they keep it. leaving future tech? Yeah, and they're wondering why the future is not changing in their favor. That's weird. Yeah, because Grace is there, and then you have all the stuff there in the power plant. Maybe that's how Legion gets created. It's from all that. That absolutely is how. Because they that's keep how Skynet got created. There's probably going to be a new one that's created Skynet from it. That's a combination from. of a T-800 and a Rev-9 because they found both of them behind. But then they're going to yeah. nanoplate them because of grace. It could be T-9 and be a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it the Texas Instrument. <laughs> one, more, one more thing about that. What Mikey is saying, just to build on that. What if some of the CPUs are still intact? And now Legion knows how, or knows exactly what they're up against. And now Sarah Connor is now relevant again because of this new time loop that was created. So what if something, what if it's not even Legion anymore? What if it's Legion and Skynet and something even more dangerous? I think that they should spend more time on a story Sky in the Legion. future and then the blips in the past. So give us little bits of the future and the past equivalently throughout the movie. But during the past, make it very calm Make it very infiltrator. Make that Terminator unknown throughout the entire past sequence. Yeah. So you don't know when it's going to come out and murder bot. And in the future, ideally you don't make know. it as cool as possible with future tech and battles and wars. Period. Ideally, you don't right. even know who the murder bot is. Right. The Until the last moment where it stabs into the Messiah's head. And actually gets to do it. That would be an interesting movie. <laughs> Accomplishment? Yes. <laughs> the murder bot actually murdered his target. And then the whole future sequence that you're watching changes. So it's like they may be able to win, and then at the end, when it stabs it in the head, they have to create a whole new battle plan, tactical retreat. That was another problem I had was if this takes place after T2, you send the T800, you send the T1000, then you send the T800 again. Yeah, nobody ever reprogrammed a T-1000. Or maybe they sent all the T-800s the first time throughout different points of time, and then they're like, oh, that didn't work. What about the other T-800s? Well, we already Oops. established that that didn't work in T-2 because, you know. Yeah, yeah. there is that. Because this is after. Yeah. Unless they knew T2. that the T-800 was able to kill the T-1000, and then they said, oh, we thought that that was going to be a better format, but obviously if it killed it, 
It's the better format. We'll send it again. The Terminator Terminator. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and end this uh, review. So we hope you all enjoyed, and be sure to like, subscribe, share with all your friends and family. And your grandmother. <laughs> and your grandmother. And be sure to look out for the other Let's Discuss podcasts that are available as well. And tune in our thoughts on uh, other movies, such as Fast and the Furious, Avengers Endgame, and so on. And so on. This episode is terminated. We'll be back. <laughs>